הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שבדורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש ומשר בארץ המה. ובמבחן רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחן נובע מקור חוכמה. רבנו נחמן מפגע מצמחה נע נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. ברוך השם, today is the second podcast in the uh, portion of שפחי הרם which discusses רבנו's journey to ארץ ישראל. We start with סעיף ה. סקשן 5 בערב חג הפסח שנת תקנ"ח, on the eve of Pesach, on the day before Pesach, um, in the year 5558 of the Hebrew calendar, which um, according to the English calendar, I believe, came out on March 31st, 1798. Rabenu, our master, our teacher, Rabenu, may his memory be a blessing, left the mikveh, he got out of the mikveh, And he told the person who was accompanying him to the mikveh, that he told this man who was with him, that it's certain that this year he will certainly make it to the Holy Land. And on the actual holiday of Pesach, Rabbanu gave a lesson, a teaching on the verse, as the brother in Tehidim, chapter 77, verse 2. Your path was in the great waters, referencing God's path. God's path was in the great waters. And your footsteps were not known. And Rabbeinu pointed out the contradiction between the beginning and the end of the verse. That the path was in the great waters, but they weren't known, the footsteps. But what did that mean? That, that there was a path there. And how does it make sense that there's a path there, but the footsteps aren't known, which means that actually there wasn't a path known there. So Rabbeinu was explaining this contradiction. And Rabbeinu gave a lesson about this and he answered this question. And from within Rabbeinu's words of his Torah lesson, his holy lesson that he was giving on the Chag Pesach, on this verse, it was known to everyone there that uh, it was certain that Rabbeinu was going to travel to Eretz Yisrael. Because within the lesson he was giving, he was hinting towards the, his journey. Lesson 6. And when his wife heard of this, that Rabbeinu was deciding to go to the land of Israel that, that year, she sent uh, her daughter before him. She sent uh, uh, his daughter, her daughter, um, by the name of uh, Sarah, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was Sarah. It's not mentioned who. Um, um, but uh, Rabbeinu had multiple daughters. Um, this one, it seems to be that it's Sarah. Nonetheless, that the wife of Rabbeinu sent uh, her daughter before Rabbeinu to ask him, to ask him, how is it possible that uh, Rabbeinu is going to leave his family behind? Who's going to give them a livelihood? Who's going to bring them sustenance? And Rabbeinu answered like this, Rabbeinu told his daughter, you can travel to your fiancé's parents. Your older sister, your older sister um, will be taken in uh, into someone's house as a, as a nursemaid. As a small nursemaid. Your smaller sister will be taken into a house because they will have compassion and pity on her. She's a small. She's a small. Uh, she's a small girl, and uh, um, people will have compassion on her. 
And your mother will need to take a job as a cook. Everything I have in my house, I will sell everything for traveling expenses. Here we see something very unique. Many people will have questions on this. But we have to reinforce ourselves with faith what Rabbeinu is doing here. Because we have no idea what the tzaddik does when he's sacrificing everything that he has to go on the journey. Even his family has to go through suffering for the tzaddik to do awesome things that we see with the, the Arizal. Many times the Arizal revealed secrets that uh, he lost his son's life with. He told a secret to Rabbi Chaimital and he lost his son's life because of the secret he told Rabbi Chaimital. We see that many things because the tzaddik has to go from level to level. And as Rabbeinu teaches us, that it's impossible for a Jew to go from level to level except by means of Eretz Yisrael. That the tzaddik needs to go to Eretz Yisrael. Rabbeinu said that he needed to make it, he needed to make it to Eretz Yisrael that year. And it was certain that he needed to be there to attain the highest possible level. And you know Rabbeinu said in Chayim Oran, that the main reason for the journey to Israel, along with thousands of other reasons that we have no idea, but Rabbeinu said, the main reason is because that uh, the difference between Eretz Yisrael and Chutz Laaret is like the difference between Shabbat and Yom Tov. On Yom Tov, one receives perceptions, intellect, without any garment, as they brought down the Shara Kabanot. But on Shabbat, one receives the Mochin, um, the intellects with garments. And the same is true of Eretz Yisrael, that the perceptions Rabbeinu needed for his Torah, he needed to receive with garments and uh, not um, directly without any garments. And this is why he needed to go to Eretz Yisrael. Um, that's just one minor reason with many other deep secrets involved as to why Rabbeinu needed to travel there. And when the entire house, his entire family heard this, all his daughters and his mother, they all burst into tears. And they cried for many days. And Rabbeinu had no compassion over them. Here we see a very unique language that sometimes to do something holy, to do something which requires the... We know Rabbeinu said, with every single one of my footsteps, the entire world is dependent upon them. He said, with every single one of my journeys, if you understood the secrets that I was doing with each and every one of my footsteps, you guys would kiss the dirt under my feet. And we see the same language of the Mashiach, that the Mashiach is going to have this inyan, that the Mashiach, every single movie he's going to make, is going to be so precious and holy that we're going to kiss the footsteps of the Mashiach. It's the same Bechina with Moshe Rabbeinu as well. The footsteps of Moshe Rabbeinu have secrets in them that we have no idea what they're holding. So Rabbeinu needed to leave behind his family to, to make this trip happen. Because for the good of the Jewish people as a whole, for the entire Jewish history, for the final generations, which he knew that he was a vital part in, Rabbeinu said, the entire world cannot live without me. The entire world cannot exist without me at all. He says, the entire world, I'm very crucial to the world. But he said, in fact, not only that, the entire world cannot exist without me at all. It cannot endure without me at all. So we see something here that Rabbeinu needs to do something for the greater good that uh, nobody understands. And he said, Rabbeinu said to his family, it's not possible without this. No matter what the circumstances are, he's going to need to travel. It's certain that he has to go. Because the majority of him is already there. Rabbeinu said, the majority of me is already in Eretz Yisrael. And the minority must always go after the majority. As is known. He said in Yiddish, I'm butchering that language, but nonetheless, 
uh, that same idea that the smaller majority must go after the bigger, uh, the bigger part. The smaller piece must go always after the bigger piece. I want to journey to Eretz Israel, and I know very well the awesome obstacles and the awesome obstructions that will stand before me that are immeasurable, that I cannot even express them. I know that everyone's going to stand before me. The amount of obstacles that it's going to that's going to stand before me before me and Eretz Israel are tremendous. But as long as my soul is still within me, as long as there's still a spirit of life within my nostrils, I will give up my soul, and I will travel with all my power and all my strength there. And as long as my soul is still within me, I will still go there. And let God do what is good. And we know Rabenu left his home two weeks before Napoleon launched his... Uh, campaign in his Egyptian campaign and uh, that campaign eventually threw uh, France and Turkey into a, a state of war which we're going to see later in Shifre Aran involved Rabenu we're going to see in Instabu and Neret Israel as well and there's a, a hidden story that not many people know about about how Rabenu uh, met Napoleon in Eret Israel in Teveria which is a very deep secret story it's a very secretive story that uh, has been passed down not many people know about it nonetheless um, not for now, but we see that uh, Napoleon is a very big part of this because Rabenu uh, knew that he needed to come down also to uh, subdue the Koach Napoleon, which has lots of evil evil power and lots of uh, evil mentalities and philosophy, etc. Uh, and the story of the, um, the uh, what do you call it, the son of the emperor and the son of the uh, maidservant who were switched, the story of the Banim Shechlefu, the, the switched children, that, that story. Um, Rabenu said he needed to give that story to subdue the Koach of Napoleon. So we see there's lots of secretive stuff here and how the journey Rabenu needed to go and had to be specifically then, as we're going to see right now. Rabenu said, Rabenu said, with every single footstep I took on the journey to Israel, I had soul sacrifice. I was sacrificing my soul with every single step. And he said as well, when Rabenu was ready to make the journey, he said, I need to travel immediately, no matter what the circumstances are. I need to go. Even without money. Anyone who wants to have compassion over me, shall give me money um, over the traveling expenses, over the journey. And immediately, some of the students of Rabenu traveled in the nearby villages. And they collected uh, immediately a small amount of money so that he should have enough money to leave his, his house. Because the journey that Rabbeinu was taking was with great urgency. And they saw and they saw that it was impossible to prevent Rabbeinu in any single circumstance to push off the time a little bit. Rabbeinu was leaving right now immediately. And uh, the ship was sailing. He was going. And the students understood this. So they ran immediately with great urgency to the nearby villages to receive uh, money and to collect some money for Rabenu traveling because they knew that they didn't have much time. And Rabenu traveled with awesome urgency. From his house, on the 18th of Iyar, a very significant day. Um, as we know, Rabenu said, 
that he's connected to the soul of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Very deep stuff here. Why Rabenu left his house for Eretz Yisrael on Lagba Omer on the 18th of Iyar, the year 5558, which is basically May 4th, 1798 in the Gregorian calendar. And Rabenu made a pact with one of his followers and they traveled together. He had his attendant come with him. Some say it was Rabbi Shimon, but the attendant is not known. Uh, nonetheless, the last Saif for today, um, Saif Chet, and we know um, after Rabenu traveled um, from his house, that day of Lagba Omer was a Friday. So Rabenu spent Shabbat in Sokila, this uh, village in Ukraine, where he had a vision of the tzaddik Rabbi Menachem Mendel of Vitebsk, um, a very big tzaddik which Rabenu told multiple stories on. Um, but uh, yeah, that's where he spent Shabbat. And now we see the, a little bit more about this. Uvchai Iyar, and on the 18th of Iyar, Lagba Omer, Nasa Mi Beto, he traveled from his house, Mikirat Medvedevka. Medvedevka. He traveled from, his, uh, from the village of Medvedevka, Lair Nikolaev. He traveled to the, to the city of Nikolaev. Vesham, Hayat Sfina Avuchitim, and over there in Nikolaev, there was a boat which was transporting grain. Benasai Mota, Hasfina Adech Ades, and he traveled with that, that, uh, that, that grain boat towards Odessa. Because beforehand, all those people who were messengers or other people who were traveling, they were afraid to travel via Odessa. They were scared to travel to Odessa. They all went to different places, different ports, uh, to Galatz, which is in Romania, Galati in Romania. They went through different places, but uh, Rabenu was one of the first to go through Odessa. Most people were very scared. Uh, to travel through Odessa, Kiamru, because they said because they said that the sea over there was very dangerous. And Rabbeinu, with his awesome wisdom, understood immediately that it was better for many, many reasons to travel um, um, on the boat from Odessa, to go through Odessa. Um, and not through other places. Because the way from his home was much shorter than the other route through uh, Galat, which is uh, Romania, this place, Galati in Romania. He saw that Odessa was quicker. Gam also. You also avoid the danger when a person travels from Galat. That there's a very great uh, danger and there's great peril when a person... Um, Descends from the Danube River into the Black Sea. Because that's the way uh, in, Ga- in Galati, that's the, the route it took from the, that river and it leads into the Black Sea. And Rabenu said that journey was also dangerous. So he said, better avoid that danger and also it's quicker to go through Odessa. Kambosam, as is known, Alken, therefore, he did not pay attention at all to the words of the world and to what people were saying. And he traveled from Nikolaev. Der Istanbul, taking the route through Odessa and finally to Istanbul. And uh, that's where we stop uh, today, Bezrat Hashem. God willing, uh, next um, uh, podcast will start with Seif Tet, Bezrat Hashem. And uh, before uh, we, uh, I stop, there was uh, something where Rabenu, before he uh, re- arrived to Istanbul, before he went through Odessa, he spent Shavuot, because like Baomer soon after Shavuot, he spent Shavuot in this. Uh, in the city in Ukraine where it's known as Brother Chaim Oran. He was once going to the mikveh with one of his students 
and uh, he was with his student, and they both entered the mik- as, as they were walking to the mikveh. Sorry, Rabenu started telling the student, "Do you hear these sounds? It sounds like an orchestra." And the student was saying, "What are you basically telling Rabenu? I don't hear anything. I don't know what you're listening to." And Rabenu shunned it off basically. And after he went to the mikveh, uh, he got out and he said to the student, "He said it's been known to me that I just heard the thunder of Harsinai, of Matan Torah and Harsinai." This was the mikveh of, uh, of Shavuot. When Rabenu went to the mikveh in Shavuot, um, on Shavuot, he was telling the student that he had basically just heard the thunder that took place at the giving of the Torah in Har Sinai. Bezrat Hashem, we have the merit to follow such a tzaddik like this and to apply the advice we're going to study from all these uh, lessons. Bezrat Hashem.